How you doing, Rock family? How you doing, Rock family? I'm Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church. Welcome to church today. Uh, we want to say welcome to all our family online and our Fox 5 viewers. God bless you. Uh, we are in a series called Red or Blue, What Would Jesus Do? Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for uh, allowing me to speak into your life. Two days to the election. Oh, my goodness. Millions and millions of people have voted. People are getting stressed out on edge, and I pray and hope and I'm confident that this message and this series is going to prepare your heart for what's going to happen. So before we get into the word, we want to get on our knees and pray. Wherever you're at, please get out of your seat and get on your knees because we want to posture our body, but most importantly, our hearts for God to speak to us, encourage us, and prepare us for what he is going to say. So let's get on our knees and pray. Wherever you're at, get out of your bed, roll out of your bed, get off the kitchen table, off the couch. Come on now, come on now. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, we need you. We need you really bad. And I pray against the lies of the devil. I pray against all the perceptions about what life is going to be like in a week or so. And I pray that we would... Fix our eyes and our heart on our God and trust that you will guide us through these uncertain times. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's get our Bibles out. If you have a Bible, if you don't have a Bible, go somewhere in the desk and get one out because we want to read from God's word. So on the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word, word. Turn to 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, if you remember back when COVID started, everybody was talking about these uncertain times. And then George Floyd was killed. And then the election started to heat up. We are in even more uncertain times now than back then. I did a whole series called Uncertainty right when COVID started. And it's getting more uncertain and certain as the days go by. But one thing we know. That God is certain. Um, I heard someone, a pastor, give an amazing illustration about what's happening now. It's about a month ago. He was talking about the election. And, and he's saying politics has become like sports. It doesn't matter how you play as long as you win. You can play dirty. You can lie, cheat, and steal. But as long as you win, everything's cool. Unfortunately, we have bought into that. We are believers and, and people in the church say, well, you know, don't, don't matter how we win. Just as long, it doesn't matter how we play. It doesn't matter how we act. Just as long as I get what I want. And that doesn't fly in the kingdom of God. It absolutely matters how we act. I'm going to read something to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It is the passage about Love And everybody knows this passage, but I want to read it to you because it's so critical that we understand this. It says in 1 Corinthians, it says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but not, have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and though I have all the faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. 
And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long. Love is kind, does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. The title of this series is Red or Blue, What Would Jesus Do? And we've been talking about this for several weeks. And the whole goal of this series is to help you through prayer love the people who don't vote like you, like you love the people who do vote like you. In other words, you can win the election and you can get everything you want, but what, how do you glorify God if you do that and you're a knucklehead? You're arrogant, you're prideful, and then you claim Jesus. So we want to make sure that no matter what side of the election you end up on, that you understand that, one, you belong to the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of man, so God will get you through. Number two, that you are loving the people on the other side just as much you are loving yourself. And we are going to do that through praying that God will prepare our hearts. Now, last week we prayed for what was in, we played inwardly. Lord, I got to admit some stuff about my own junk. We prayed inwardly. Confession was our ability to biblically love those who vote different is direct proportion to our view of who we are. Do you have clarity about your own garbage? Today we're going to pray upward. We're going to focus upwardly. And what that means is that you're going to submit your life and submit yourself to God. Our ability to biblically love is in direct proportion to how much we surrender to God. So I want to prepare you. We're going to spend three segments in prayer. Yes, we're going to guide you and make it so simple. And as we're praying, I want you to notice what God is doing in your heart. Please pay close attention as we're praying what God is doing in your heart. You may say, I don't know how to pray. We're going to make it so simple for you. So simple. Listen, walking with God is not about coming to a church and seeing somebody else do all the work. We have to put effort into engaging with God ourselves. So we're going to spend a few minutes, three times praying today. It's going to be so awesome. And the whole point is that God will prepare our hearts to love those people. And then to see those people as really our people. So number one in your notes, I will surrender my will to do His will. We're going to pray about surrendering. God, I'm surrendering three things to you. First thing we're going to do is we're going to surrender my will to his will. Look what it says in James chapter 4. James chapter 4 says, where do wars come from? Chapter 4 verse 1, where do wars come from? Do they not, from among you, do they not come from your desire for pleasure That war in your members, you want something. You lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask, and yet you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasure. Whenever you see somebody that's mad, my wife and I, we we were at the mall and somebody was really mad, came out of the store and he was yelling and screaming and my wife said to me, he didn't get what he wanted. (laughs) 
whenever you see someone upset, it's because something, they did not get what they wanted. James chapter 4 said, where do wars and fights come from? Do they not come from our desire for pleasure? In other words, we did not get what we wanted. Do you know how you cannot be frustrated? Don't want anything. <laughs> Imagine if you say, God, whatever you want, that's what I want. Now, now, I, I would love to have this and this would be nice, but not my will, your will. You can have so much less stress in your life. If you just said, Lord, I only want what you want. Luke chapter 22, verse 39 to 42. Luke chapter 32. Jesus is in the garden. He's getting ready to be arrested. And look what he prays. He says, he came out and went as was his custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. Luke 22, verse 40. He said, when he came to the place, he said, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed. And here's what Jesus said. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup, this pain, this crucifixion, this torture, this betrayal from me. But nevertheless, not my will, 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 <laughs> but your will. Every day when I get up and pray, I have a seat that I sit in, I open the window, get air, put my blanket on my legs like an old, old man. And I do this with my hands. God, I surrender my life. I surrender my heart first, my family, ministry. I just give it to you. I actually physically do that, not mine, your will. So we're going to spend a couple of minutes praying. And you're just going to tell God, God, not my will. And you're going to verbalize and surrender, surrender your desires to God. So family, it's time to pray. Hmm. We're going to pray together and then we're going to encourage you to pray with those that you're around. Let's pray. God, this is Pastor Miles said, we surrender to you. Yeah. With our hands open, our hearts open. There's so many things, Lord that we see in our lives that we're selfish, we're stubborn, we want things our way when we want them. And Lord, we're coming today to say, Lord, work on our hearts. We want hearts to be fully surrendered to you. Lord, not our will, but yours be done. There's some times that we have a vision for our future, for our kids' future, for our city's future, everything that we want to control, Lord. But we want to surrender control to you and say, Lord, not my will, but yours. Your word says it's so good, Lord, that if we delight ourselves in you, that you will give us the desires of our heart, Lord. But what we need is, Lord, to fully delight in your will and then that our desires become your desires, Lord. Align our will with yours. So we don't have selfish motives, that we don't have selfish ambition, but that our will, Lord, is surrendered fully to you. Only you can do that, Lord. So we surrender it to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, I loved that image that Pastor Miles just showed with our hands completely open, Father, in complete surrender to the will, the plans that you have for our life, Lord, mm. because your plans are always better. Yes. They're always better than anything. They, they honestly ex exceed all expectations, 
Father. So I just pray that we keep open hands in all areas of our life, God, from our relationships, to our kids, to our work, to our everything, Lord. I just pray that we surrender it all to you because there's so much freedom, so much release from that frustration, that tension of trying to hold tightly onto things, God, when we just give it all to you, Lord. Your will be done in our lives. We love you, Father. Increase our faith yes. and trust to just leave it all at you, at your feet, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, family, I know it is a little intimidating sometimes to pray out loud together, but we want to encourage you. We want to make it easy, in fact. Mm -hmm. The words will be right there on the screen. So go ahead, gather everybody who ha you have next to you, and let's pray together. Let's pray. I hope that prayer time was good and it may have been hard because you're like, I don't want to give up my will. Exactly. That's your pride holding it. You have to trust God. Surrendering is all about trusting God. Number two, we are going to surrender our rights so we can walk in his rights. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 tells us a passage about Jesus surrendering his rights. Before I read that, I want to tell you this story. My son turned me on to this movie called um, Knives Out. I think it was Knives Out or something like that. And it's about this very wealthy man who had his family just leeched on him. He was just they were taking advantage of him. He was multi-multi-bazillionaire. And they were just stealing money from him. They were just taking advantage of his money, cruising, waiting for him to die so they can all get their millions and live big. A bunch of just leeches. And... Right before he died, he started telling people, you ain't getting anything, you ain't getting anything. You know, and they started, uh-oh, what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden he died, apparent suicide. And they had the reading of the will. And they all came to hear what they were going to get. And they were all like, yeah, I'm getting a big $60 million house. I'm getting a big publishing company. I'm getting the millions of dollars and this and that. And in his will, he said, I'm giving all my money and the house and everything to my nurse. <laughs> His nurse wasn't even family. It was hilarious. They were hot. And they started turning on her and saying, you know, your mother's an illegal. We're going to turn you in. And, and, and she was tripping because she's like 20-something years old. She's like, how did this happen? She was the one who sincerely loved him the most and cared for him. She, and she wasn't in it for anything. She was like, what do I do? But the whole time this family felt like this stuff is owed to us. Simply because they were family. They felt entitled. What do you think God owes you? I mean, does God owe you your house? Do you have to have that car? Are you supposed to have the election go your way? What, what, what do you feel entitled to? 
You're supposed to have that job, that promotion, that salary. I mean, and where do you get that from? Where do you get that from? So what we're going to do is we're going to pray, Lord, I surrender my right. Any I, in a concept of what I think I'm owed. You know what the Bible says? That I'm owed death. The Bible says I'm a sinner and the penalty of sin is death. That's what I'm owed. And everything else is because of God's grace. And if you can get sight of that, oh, you can be so appreciative of everything you have. I was reading a little meme on uh, Instagram. And I'm going to get this wrong, but it was a, basically it said um, what a good day is and what you should be appreciative of. And you, are, you are successful if you have a roof, a place to sleep, food in your belly, breath in your lungs, people who love you. I mean, basic, basic, basic. Those were blessings, not entitlements. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pray, Lord, I just surrender everything to you because all I am owed is the opportunity to love you. And I'm not even owed that because I'm a sinner. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians 2, verse 5. Let me read this to you. It says, two, Philippians 2, 5 to 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him, giving him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, those in heaven and on those earth and those under the earth, that every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 5 to 11. What this is saying is that if someone had a right to have something, it was Jesus. He was already God. He had a right to be worshipped. He had a right to own everything. And he said, you know what, I'm going to give that up and I'm going to become a man for your sake. One of the ways we prepare our hearts to love people is that we get off our high horse and say, you know what, God doesn't owe me anything. God doesn't owe me that people should treat me nice and like me and agree with me. I'm just going to give up all my rights and let God God, lift me up in due time. I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God that God may lift me up in due time because he cares for me. So we're going to spend a minute praying, surrendering your rights. Think about the things that you think you're owed, you're entitled to. And just verbalize it. Man, God, my bad. Spend a few minutes in prayer. All right, let's go before God on this topic of surrendering our rights to him. Lord God, you owe us nothing. You've given everything to us, though. You gave us your son, Jesus. You've given us breath in our bodies. You've given us another day in our sound minds. And we say thank you for that. But Lord, I'm asking right now that you will search my heart, search our hearts, Lord, for all those areas that we think we deserve something, to where that pride creeps in, that entitlement. And Lord, I ask that you replace that with so much humility and just awe and wonder for your majesty, for your presence, for your love, for your forgiveness, Lord. Because you first loved us while we were in our mess, Lord. And I can't say thank you enough for that, for seeing something special in us, Lord, that you've chosen to use us for your glory, even in those times where we don't deserve it, Lord. 
But Lord, please search our hearts because sometimes we think we deserve your blessings. We think we deserve so much from you, from other people. And I'm asking, Lord, that you will show us those ways, Lord, that that creeps in our hearts where we can push that away and say, no, Lord, I'm just grateful for who you are. If you do nothing else for me, God, you've already done enough. And we say thank you, Lord, as we surrender our rights to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Father, forgive us for those moments where we feel so entitled to so many things, God. Mm -hmm. I just, I lay all of that to you, Lord. I'm so sorry. My heart is just in complete surrender, Lord, to those moments where we think highly of ourselves, mm -hmm. God, instead of keeping our eyes fixed on you, instead of remembering what you have done for us, Lord. Yeah. Just taking a breath in the morning and, and waking up with, with breath in our lungs, God, is already such a blessing. The creation that you've put before us, Lord, there is mm -hmm. so much goodness you've placed in our lives, Lord. I'm sorry when we seek out more of this world and less of what you've already given us, God. Yeah. So I just pray for all of us, Lord, that we would continue to surrender those things that we think we deserve, Lord, and those, those areas where we think we have it figured out, God. <laughs> Your ways are always better. Yeah. And I just pray for a surrendered posture of our hearts in those moments, God. We love you, Lord. May everything we do just bring glory to your name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, family. The words are going to be on the screen. Let's pray. I know that was good. If you continue to surrender your will, your rights to God, and just say, God, I just trust you with my life, you have so much less stress and pressure in your life. The third prayer segment is I surrender my future, my future, to gain his future. Question, how many of you all know what's going to happen five minutes from now? You're sure, 100%. How many of you know what's going to happen five hours from now? How many of y'all know what's going to happen five days from now, five months from now, five years from now? You don't. You just don't. You, can, you have a good guess, but you have no idea. So how do you know what to pray? Romans chapter 8. Watch this. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. 
And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. We are going to spend time praying for your future. Listen, elections in two days, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't. You don't know if your candidate is going to win or lose. And guess what? You really don't even know if your candidate loses what's going to happen. And you don't know what's going to happen if he wins. You have a perception, a guess, but you have no idea. Neither do I. But here's what I know. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And so I'm just going to say, Lord, I just trust you. I surrender my future. And by the way, whatever that future, my future requires of me, I surrender to you. So if you have me in a situation where I have to love somebody that's really hard, I surrender that to you. I surrender my will, my rights, my future. I'm surrendering to you. So spend a couple minutes, we're going to spend a couple minutes praying about the unknown of the future and entrusting it into the hands of our God. All right, family, this is such a good topic to pray about. It's time to pray about surrendering our future to God. So let's pray together, and then we'll give you a chance to pray with those around you. Yes. God, we come before you, and we surrender our future to you. And that's a scary mm, thing yeah. to say, Lord. <laughs> we don't know what five minutes holds, the next five minutes, the next five years. We all have our planners. We all have our goals. We all have financial goals, family goals, professional goals, Lord. And we surrender that to you today. And we put our unknown future into the hands of a known God, Lord. And so what I'm asking, Lord, is that you give us peace about that future, that you'll give us clarity about the future, Lord, but that most of all, we will trust you. If you just tell us the next step, that we'll trust you. If you don't tell us the next two, we'll still trust you, Lord. And I'm asking, Lord, that you will help us to not just surrender our future, but the future of our kids, our grandkids, our city, as Pastor Miles said, our country, all these different things, Lord, that we're worrying about the future. I'm asking, Lord, that you will give us peace and most of all, give us confidence because your word says that you have great plans for us, Lord. You have a future for us and it has hope. And there's so many things, Lord, that we don't understand that are coming, Lord. Little things we don't even know that are coming in our future. But you already know. You're the Alpha, the Omega. You're the beginning and the end, Lord. You know what's coming, and we don't. So all we can do is trust and surrender our future to you. Yes. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a trustworthy God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, I lay all the worries the frustrations, the anxieties, God, that people may feel not knowing what is going to happen in the future, God, or maybe trying to understand or control what their future will look like, God. I pray for just a peace, your peace, not just any peace, Lord, your peace that surpasses all understanding, Father, to fill every person's home right now that's that's watching this today, Lord. I pray for just a peace, a calm, mm a sigh of relief, Lord, to overwhelm them today, God, knowing that we don't need to know what's gonna happen. We don't need to know the future because we can just put our trust, all of it, God, in you. As Brandon said, Lord, we just need to take that first step. We don't need to see the whole staircase, Father. We just need to take that first step in complete surrender, faith, and trust in your plans in our life, God, because your plans are good. They are so, so good. We love you, God. We are so blessed to serve a good, good Father. Yes. 
We thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, gather those around you and let's pray together. So you spend time surrendering your will, you spend time surrendering your rights, you spend time surrendering your future in prayer. One, I hope you feel a burden lifting off of you. I hope you felt pressure lifting off, off of you. I hope you felt less fear, more peace, and you could do this every day. But as you're surrendering, let's continue. How about surrendering your whole life? Some of you have already done that, but some of you haven't. And whether you've asked Christ to be your Savior or not, let's afresh say, Lord, I give you my whole life. Let's pray that right now. So I'm going to ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And pray this prayer of ultimate surrender. Lord, thank you so much for everybody who's watching. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the assurance that you are our Savior. And I pray that Right now, people would surrender their burdens, their fears, their anxiety about the election, about their life, their jobs, their, their finances, their family, their future. So much is crumbling before our eyes, but you are still on the throne. So I pray that we would allow these circumstances to draw us close to you, especially as we are in prayer. If you would like to surrender your whole life to Christ... Pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I surrender everything about myself to you. Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Fill me with the Spirit of God. I don't belong to myself. I surrender my life to you. I want to be born all over again. I want to be a lover of people, whether they like me or not. Transform my heart. Transform my mind. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.